This is Educated Zombies, a podcast where we talk about the struggles of being a college student. Now, we are not affiliated with any university, but we are no strangers to higher ed. So tune in every week where we will give you tools that you can carry beyond the classroom. And to be honest, this is just a space for us to have some really cool conversations with some really cool people about education, because we believe education is more than a piece of paper. Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Judith, and this is Sam, and we are Educated Zombies. Hi. And we are trying out this new app, and at the moment, we have zero listeners. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Nobody's listening. It's all good, but it's actually really cool to see you through an avatar, which is pretty interesting. I really like it. Yeah? You like my earring? Yeah, and your nose <laughs> ring. I like it, too. It's funny that it has glasses. I like the glasses, yeah. too. Yeah, I do. And then I didn't realize you could select, like, a skull. Oh, right? Like, a brain to see and everything? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I think it's in, like, the special... Uh, like the special characteristics where your hair, the hair avatar part is when you choose your mm-hmm. hair. So you finished your comp exam. How'd it go? Oh my God. It was so hard. It was really, really hard. I had uh, three professors, one whose lab I work in. Uh-huh. I have another professor who is the GAR of the program uh-huh. that I'm in the, right now. The program director, right? Yes. And then I had the other professor who I had taken multiple classes with. And these three, these three people were on my committee. And what kind of questions? Were they pretty tough questions? So some of them were like softball questions about papers that I had read to prepare for Uh the exam. Uh-huh. And then some of them were just questions that had nothing to do with anything that I had read at all. And so I had to just figure out... Right? And so I just figured out an answer, and hopefully that answer was right. And apparently it was because I passed. <laughs> Yay! This I is stumbled... a huge milestone. Oh, I know. I know. And I stumbled so much. It's okay. It's okay. I think everybody does. Mine was horrible. It was a nightmare. What was it To like? the point, I remember I asked my professor, I'm like, do I really deserve my degree? Because that was horrible. That was the worst thing ever. And he was like, it was, he's like, it was really bad, but you do deserve your degree. I'm like, okay. And maybe that's why I'm really reluctant to hang mine. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. Because I haven't that's... fully convinced myself. No, but but it's they are hard. So I totally get that. That's how I feel too. It's like, I don't feel like I deserve it because I stumbled on a lot of the questions just because I didn't understand what it was that they were, like, really asking me. Like, how did they yeah. want me to answer, you know? Uh-huh. It was just, oh, it was. I stumbled on so many questions. Plus, it was over Zoom, and one of the professors, their mic wasn't working very well, so it was really hard for me to understand the questions they were asking to begin with. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just so hard. I hate Zoom. Uh. I hate, I hate, I hate this, like, non-in-person learning that's going on. Learning how to adapt in this virtual world is very interesting, and we'll see what, where it takes us. I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine, and he had mentioned that one of his friends is like a neurobiologist, and uh, so like from my understanding, sort of like um, his specialty is, is studying society, is specifically in um, regards of just our 
a virtual life and he said eventually we're going to pretty much just transition to a virtual ex- ex- existence so you're going to have an avatar and he said i wouldn't be surprised if we it's very socialist in the sense that like your currency is going to be based on how, what you contribute to your society and to your community and but what he was telling me was that the biggest thing is like dude we're gonna just be on avatars like that's that's gonna be our identity and when I was telling him about this app that's what reminded him and he was like oh my gosh the future is coming true is that like a concept or like a real thing um from my I don't know so from my understanding that this guy was working on stuff and he was aware of that kind of um in regards of the avatars but now going back to like the question about like your what kind of currency and how and just going back to what I said about like your your status and your economic status will be contingent on what you contribute that I don't know Mm -hmm. we didn't talk about that much but anyhow uh we're getting off topic so let's let's go on straight come let's come back home what I was thinking I had an interesting situation with a one of my students where they had not completed anything online they're behind and their advisor because it's still credit advised for them to drop out of the class and that just got me thinking and I realized we're around midterms most universities are getting ready to open up their registration for the spring and for those especially those who are just starting like as in this is their first semester it's a really good time to take a minute to reflect and see where you're at. Determine if one, you should drop the semester or if you're ready to just continue on and finish out for the spring. And I think those are some good questions to ask yourself. Take some time to assess, reassess your life where you're at. So what do you think from based from your experience of just talking to students and personal experience, did you ever come to a point where you're like, I don't know if college is really meant for me? Oh my God. So many times. (laughs) Tell me Um, one of those. Okay. Well, I have, I have two really distinct times, once in my Uh undergrad and once in my grad. Uh So as an undergrad, I had, I had just transferred from um, my community college to a full four-year university, and I had been, uh, not all my credits transferred the right way, so they asked me to retake a couple classes in uh, the university. And of course, one of them was the classic, one of the hardest classes to take as an undergrad, OCHEM 2, right? (laughs) One of the hardest ones, right? So there's like bio uh there's biochem and then ochem too and those are like those are like all the stuff that are gonna like kill you right as an undergrad and at least where i am so i go to this class and i remember this professor he like had this awful awful teaching style he would come into class and he would say okay so who read the book and people would raise their hands and he'd be like okay well who also read all of my um all of my notes that I posted online on PowerPoint, right, for this chapter, and everybody would raise their hand. And he'd, he'd ask, okay, well, how many of you have done the questions in the book? And then everyone would raise their hand, right? He's but almost then, weeding y'all out. Right? 
and then he would uh, give us five questions. So it was a quiz every class. And that's all the class was, was this quiz. So he wouldn't teach. He would have all of his like PowerPoint slides that were just like three PowerPoint slides per lecture. And he would just read, uh, he would just read the questions to us and ask us to see who knew the answers. Right. Interesting style. Right. But that makes it extremely hard because that class, the concepts that you learn in OCHEM 2 are like fucking hard. They like really drill your brain with all of this knowledge that's really hard to grasp if you don't have a good ex- a good person to explain it right yeah the, those are that's a concept that it's hard to self-teach exactly exactly and so so I was sitting there and I took my first exam in that class which was the midterm and when I took that first exam yeah I had made like a 40 I made a 40 uh. out of 120 points a 40 and I was sitting there thinking am I fucking dumb like am I just not getting this what is wrong with me do people say like these are hard classes and they're the ones that weed you out does this mean that I'm not meant for higher education and I never was like what is going huh no that's a that's a serious question to ask yourself I know and so I was thinking, what the hell is going on, right? So um, I ended up taking the class until the midterm. And the guy just still acted like an asshole. And if we didn't understand something, he would just berate us in class, out in person, like in the open, in front of all of your peers. And so I was just like, fuck this. I don't want this anymore. This is too hard. And I'm not understanding how this is supposed to be, like, a good learning experience. I'm dropping. So I dropped the class. And it was a really big deal because I thought to myself, man, I'm not meant for college. I can't do this. I really just shouldn't have even tried. But obviously you did not quit. No, I didn't quit. I just chose to retake it with another professor. Because Mm -hmm. then I, like, started thinking to myself, maybe it's not me. Maybe it's the professor. Mm -hmm. And I took it because – go ahead. Well, that's interesting that – did you go and talk to anybody about this? Uh, No. So you pretty much were just like, okay, this was weird. I'm not not weird, but this is really frustrating. And you're like, I'm just going to drop this. You made that decision. Yeah, because the thing is – I had already taken I had already taken OCHEM two previously in a, a uh, community college, and so I was just having to retake it, right? So I thought to myself, man, I made like an A in community college or a B in community college for this one class, and I can't even understand. I can't even make a fifty on the first exam for this class. What is wrong with me, right? So that's kind of why I thought, like, oh, hey, it's my problem. It's my fault. So I didn't talk to anyone. I just dropped it, and I decided I was going to take it to – I was going to take it the next semester with a different teacher because maybe that was also the problem. And apparently it was. And it was. I had heard through the grapevine that uh, a different professor really was a lot better of a teacher. And guess what? They they were. They were much better of a professor than the other guy. The other guy sucked ass. You look so bad. That often happens, though, right? You're in a semester and you find out, oh, my gosh, this is such a hard professor. 
and you have a choice. You can either just suck it up or you just um, count your losses. You're not going to get your money back and you just switch. The pro to this is simply you're protecting your GPA. And eventually, if let's say if you got a W in it, it doesn't impact your GPA. It might impact your financial aid later on, but your GPA is okay versus you know you're going to get a really bad grade. And we've mentioned this before, but getting um, not having a good GPA is <laughs> detrimental. And every, every semester counts. Every semester counts. Um, I have had to calculate grades, and I've had to tell students, you are not qualified for graduate school simply because you didn't pass a couple of semesters like you went through a couple of bad semesters and there's a lot of ways to negotiate and get around it but at the end of the day it's a it's a hurdle and it's a stumbling block or it's a hurdle that you have to overcome in order to get into a graduate school um i had a um i had a person in my life a couple years back who i had known and grown close to and they had gone to a four university first thing off the bat uh, from mm-hmm. high school and the first couple semesters the two sem- like a couple semesters and they were doing okay but then he got really depressed and then he just stopped going to all of his classes and he made five f's one semester because he didn't drop any he didn't drop any of the classes and he didn't care to like try uh to work to like communicate with any of his professors either because he was just so depressed right uh-huh. and so he eventually dropped out of, te- of the university and went to a four-year univer- or a three-year or sorry, a two-year community college, which is what I met him at. Well, I eventually got to a point where I was going to transfer and he was going to transfer around the same time I was. So I got in really easy because my grades were pretty decent and I didn't make five Fs, right? Well, he had to go through this whole process that took like a whole semester out. So first they rejected him. Then he had to reapply mm. the next semester. After he re- reapplied the next semester, he got rejected again. And then he had to go through this whole appeal process that took months and months and months of time. He had to get a bunch of different letters of recommendation from his professors at community college to say he was going to be okay to go because his GPA had fallen so low from all the Fs, right? So it just, it is the worst hassle to try to get into another place after you've had such a poor GPA. It really, really is. But he tried really hard and he got in, so, and he got a degree. Or even, or even getting back into your own institution. Right? Um I was reminded of an article that I read that I thought was really interesting how, (laughs) and I'm sort of playing the devil's advocate. We are, I am about to contradict myself in the sense that GPA has a lot to do with it. And I, the sense I am now switching to saying your GPA, as long as it's below, it's above passing, you want to be able to pass so you can get your degree. And then there's this, instant pressure or not pressure whether it's encouraged to be the 4.0 student right yeah and I read this article that said oftentimes the successful people are not those who maintained a 4.0 GPA in college 
It was those who barely survived. And what that showed was that they were consistent and they just stuck it out. And Sam, you and I have talked about so many times before how this piece of paper doesn't define you. And your GPA, it does impact, especially if you want to further your education. And sometimes it can be a hurdle, but it's not the defining factor. It's really not. We do incur. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You go ahead. No, you can go ahead. We do encourage to be studious, to take full advantage of your of your educational experience, and t- oftentimes it reflects in a in a letter grade, right? But it doesn't just because you don't have a good GPA doesn't mean you're, you're not learning content. It's not. It doesn't. It's not this defining factor. That's the biggest thing that I want to emphasize. And I'm currently reading a book and there was this whole chapter on this emphasis and how the education system has really failed its individuals by, by putting this emphasis that you have to be the smartest person in the room. And the reality is you need to be the boldest person in the room. Exactly. And sometimes Sam, like just going back to your experience, how you felt so discouraged because you were not you weren't getting that grade, right? That you failed. This number was was really was really um, detrimental, and it was taking a toll on you. And what you decided to do was to drop the class and go with someone else, and that was a better experience for you. And there's a lot of students who might just decide to quit completely and not have that, not take some time to say, "Hey, maybe I just need to take this class with a different professor." Or maybe or I should just consider, uh huh. Try it. Try again. it again There's... at a different season, like a different mm-hmm. semester. Yes. Now, considering we are in a pandemic, you're learning through a whole different medium. You are being um, forced to do independent learning. If I can only imagine students who are having to take those core classes, right? Your chemistries, your algebras, especially if right? they don't have a good foundation, all through Zoom. Um, although there's a lot of universities that have face-to-face, right? But there's some who just don't, who can't do that. They're doing it online. And you have, there are so many resources out there to help you take, to help you, to help fill in those gaps. You're not alone in this. Reaching out, like all of these universities are making sure that they are having their tutors online, their professors are online. And you just have to approach this through a different way. You just have to just be bold and take ownership of your education and just press on, press on, and press on. (laughs) Keep on pushing. However, I think that we don't talk a lot about how do you know if this just isn't for you? Like as in you are still not too sure if college is for you. I think that you should give it at least a full year, two semesters to before you make that decision because your freshman classes are also very different than your sophomore 
your junior classes, your senior classes, they get much more fun because once you've decided on the major, you specialize and you get to go in depth in that area. But just sort of getting into that rhythm, I think a full year is is ideal. But some things to keep in mind if you know that that this just isn't for you. One, you really are not, you, you haven't been able to set up a specific structure, dedication to complete your classes and your assignments. The last thing you want to do is throw money down the drain. So if you really don't give a flip about anything, don't waste your time. Don't waste your professor's time. <laughs> Just <laughs> drop it and don't even bother. You might find yourself dealing with depression. You're not getting out of bed. You are just have no motivation to do anything. Go and take care of yourself first. And it's okay. Like I said, a lot of people are struggling with this. And if school isn't being a good um, distraction or a motivator to help you w work through this, to keep you busy, then go, go find them. Go. There's a lot of online sources. There's a lot of communities that you can plug into. Go, go take care of yourself first before you take come a yoga and try class. to do this. Go do a yoga class. Yeah. Go to a yoga class. Go do a yoga training. Shoot. Right? My yoga training has been extremely insightful where I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a whole new sense of depth. And I, the fav my favorite thing that I've learned from my yoga training is that according to a uh, study done in Harvard, we, about 80% of our thoughts are the same thoughts that we thought of yesterday. So when you think about that, we sort of get sucked into this cycle of repetitive thoughts. And oh, the mental loops. Mm -hmm, those mental loops that we've talked about. And yoga, especially how my teacher was training is what you start breaking that cycle by beginning to change your thoughts by focusing on the now. And every minute is different. Every day is different. Yes, there's a lot of similarities, but it, there are, it is different. And it's bringing your thoughts to the moment and you start breaking that cycle of those mental looping. And I thought that was such a beautiful challenge and beautiful insight. And so, and then it doesn't help it. Of course, it's awesome that it was a study done by Harvard. So yeah, if you, if you find yourself like this just isn't for you, go do a yoga training. Um, also, find some forms of distraction. Maybe you are okay with school, but it's just like the only thing. You just feel it expanding and pushing and pushing you against the crevices of your house, so to speak. Like you just, I can, I just imagine like this balloon, like filling up in this room and you're just like slowly, slowly feeling pushed out, pushed in, whatever. Um, holidays are coming. Try to just find enough strength to get through so that way you can really unplug and unwind during the break. I am a big advocate of productive rest. And productive rest, what that looks like is where you do not feel guilty about resting. So many times, think about it, how many times have you decided like, oh, I'm going to take a break, but I'm not going to, or you you take a break, but you feel guilty. So a perfect example is like, oh, I'm just going to get on my phone and check social media. And then you're like, okay, I need to go do something, but just a little bit more. And before you know it, you spent two hours just 
scrolling on social media, but you don't feel rested. And in fact, you feel guilty that you just wasted time and you probably did. And it's better to just say, okay, I need a break. I'm going to go watch a movie. I'm going to go do something that I really, really, really enjoy and not feel guilty about it. Brene Brown was, um, she introduced that to me, productive rest. And I, you should pay attention to your study habits, to your study role. And if you find yourself doing that a lot, it's probably you are burnt out or not burnt out, but you're just overwhelmed and you really do need to have productive rest. I feel guilty when I rest and I'm supposed to be studying for a test. It's like five hours of studying every day for like four weeks isn't enough. And I still feel guilty like watching TV or binging an anime. Mm, And you shouldn't because you need that. I mean, with working out or with any kind of like strength training, you have to take a rest day, right? You become better when you take, when you let your body rest, heal, and it comes back stronger. And it's the same application to learning. You have to take that time off, just unplug and create a distance. And subconsciously, you're just getting stronger. You're, like, you're, you're building up that mental dexterity that we've talked about so many times. Exactly. So I think the bottom line is what we're saying is if you're in the middle of the semester and you find yourself asking, is this really meant for me? Hang in there for another semester give it a full year before you make that decision. Also, if you're finding yourself like struggling, right? You can also think about switching up your tactics, right? Using the year to switch your tactics on how you approach this, the school, like the classes, everything, your study habits, your interactions at home, And your break times, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that is really important, especially during midterms, is having at least some confidence in yourself, right? At least just a little bit. And confidence is gained through hard work. And hard work can only be really appreciated if you're calm, collected, and happy with yourself in where you are, right? Nobody wants to work hard at their job at whatever McDonald's they work at, right? I used to work at McDonald's, not hating on them, but like (laughs) nobody wants to work really hard at McDonald's making the fries unless they really enjoy it and get satisfaction out of it somehow, right? Whether Mm -hmm. it be a paycheck at the end of the day for yourself or like the, that, like satisfaction of I did a good job, I worked hard and I actually tried, right? At the end of the day, the satisfaction of midterms comes from yourself and your accomplishments of you learning hard things that other people don't learn, right? And that's, that's what the school's all about. That reminded me of I helped my dad with this uh, lesson, this Bible lesson, so to speak. And I'm not meaning to go spiritual, but this chapter was over four dimensional praying. And the concept was, was very interesting and applicable and universal. 
because the author was saying that the key to having a powerful meditation and prayer life was to use four-dimensional praying. And the way you do this is that you take time. When you pray, the way you do it is you look at where you are currently as and then where you were, how far have you come, or what were your sins in the past, right? So you're looking behind, you're, you're reflecting on the past. You reflect or you give worship, so you look above, and then you look forward. Where do you want to go? And where are you asking God to take you? And if you take this in a very universal aspect, I think that it's the same, it's, it's, it's very powerful. You take time to look at where you are right now. You're feeling depressed, you're feeling overwhelmed. Look at how far you've come, where you've come from. Look about, think about the history, the struggles your family has done to make sacrifices for you to be here. Uh, if you feel like you have no familial support, that alone is also it. Like you came here against all odds. You're not supposed to be here, but they let you in. You're here. Then you take time to reflect at, up and think about those who have experience, those who have knowledge, and those who want to help you reaching out to them and asking for their help. You are not alone. And then looking forward, where is it that you want to go? Reminding yourself, this is okay. This is, this is, I'm not going to be here forever. I'm moving forward. I'm going to get through this. So it's this four dimension perspective helps you sort of get out of the rut. Does that make sense? Oh my God, it does. I mean, the thing is, it's really weird because when you just said something, whenever you like, I look back at where I was and where I am today, it's like, holy crap, I did all that? <laughs> what? No way. That's yeah. not me. <laughs> There's yeah. absolutely no way. How could a dumbass like me get here? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Because oh. going back to that statement, oftentimes it's not about who's smart. It's about the bold. Those who are willing to take those chances, those who are willing to just get out there and it has really nothing to do with how smart you are. It was just you going through and, uh, and obtaining the knowledge that's not yours, doing those things. It's being bold in your own way. And maybe that's, this is what I'm getting to. It's maybe college isn't your bold. And that's okay. Maybe going out there and starting a business is your bold. Maybe it's, I don't know what. I, this is where it's good to start asking yourself these kinds of questions. Going back to that vision board um, exercise that we did, or maybe even seeing a counselor or just going to someone who has a little bit more experience and trying to figure out, like verbally talk out loud, writing it out and find out what is my bold. And then just, going through with it and when it's more it aligned with your authentic self it'll help you stay on track and stay motivated especially whenever you get tired especially when you're feeling feeling depressed and overwhelmed and tired because it's your bold you know that this is this is it it's that spark that's there that I like how you call it a spark because it really is yeah, huh? that little thing that just lights up. And I've been very fortunate that I've been able to come across things 
that is my spark where I'm like, oh shit, this sets my heart on fire and I want to take advantage of it and I want to be bold in this. And we don't talk about that in college and I really wish we did. (laughs) Oh, I know. If we did, we'd have so many more people who are motivated. Yeah. Yes. Or at least those who are, yeah, motivated and able to find that dedication to just keep on. Because sometimes I have time for, like, even right now, towards the end of the evening, I'm like, fuck, I don't, I'm tired. And I still have a lot of other things to do, but I'm committed to this. And whenever I get on that call with you, Sam, I always like, yes, this is where I should be. I'm enjoying, yes, this is it. This is it. Right. Finding like the little smidgens of happiness in the tasks that we're meant to do, right? Mm -hmm. For the things we Mm -hmm. want to achieve. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. So if anything, listeners, find your bold. Remember, it's not about the smartest. It's about those who are bold. Be bold. And Sam, you were bold. I know last time we talked about how a lot of students don't go off and finish this test because it's intimidating as fuck, but you did it. I'm so fucking proud of you. You I still don't believe I did it. It's so weird. You did it. You did it. So go enjoy that fried fish. You deserve it. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> well, I feel I think like you we, believe in me more than I believe in me I do because I I wish you could see I wish you could see yourself the way I see you I'm so and I hope I can reflect and I try to reflect who I see how I see people I try to let them see it through my reflection does that make sense yeah Good. I think it's like one of those I think it's a like verbal affirmation, not affirmations. What is it? Yeah. Affirmations. I'm affirming you. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I that think it's really nice. Aww. Well, I think we covered a lot. Did you have anything else to say? No, that was it. I think it's pretty. Uh, my brain feels pretty uh, empty right now. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. And you came up here and you did this with me. Thank you. Thank you for motivating me, dude. Aww. Like, uh, I don't know. It just makes me feel happy to, like, engage in the conversation. It just makes me feel like it's, like, revitalizing. Good, good. Well, we just had two listeners pop up, and we were about to end it, everybody, but I just wanted to say, oh, and they're gone now. Just <laughs> 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 wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's all good. Um, well, we'll touch base later. I just, again, thank you. Have a fantastic evening, and I will talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, Jaden. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of Educated Zombies. Our theme song change is by Silent Crafter. Our sponsors are Low Budget Productions and Sonia and Company. If you like what you hear, give us some love on the platform you're listening to. Also, you can reach out to us via email at educated.zombies.podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Please tune in next week on Tuesday for another conversation where we continue to discuss all of the different ways education is more than a piece of paper.